We got pirates plundering beer. An employee walk out in Ohio. And don't drink and float. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, the podcast for people who love the beer industry. Give us one hour a week and we'll turn that love into a smoldering pile of loathing and bitter resentment. I'm Jeremy Jones. <laughs> I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I was taking a drink, you asshole. You should know not to take a drink during my opening of these shows because my entire purpose is to try to make you giggle. <laughs> Succeeded. How is your uh, pot smoldering pile of uh, loathing and bitter resentment this week? Uh, it's doing pretty well. How, how are you, Jeremy? I mean, I've got a whole, I've got a bunch of shit to shovel on top of it. But before we get there, uh, what are we drinking today? So I almost spit out Boise Brewing's, uh, Boise Brewing's Black Cliffs American Stout, uh, which, in my opinion, is kind of, I mean. You sit here and you look at all the metals on the fucking label. It's basically one of those beers that I would almost define as the quintessential American stout. Like when you see at the end of a style guideline, it's like great representations of this style. Look for this, this, and this. Not yet. I mean, it's still obsidian stout and um, a couple of, I think, Sierra Nevada stout, which I don't think they even make anymore. Make anymore. Those, that the, that style guideline from the BJCP needs some serious updating because a lot of the beers they list, n- no one even makes anymore. Mm-hmm. And but you're right. I think Brewing it, would be a good uh, candidate to be almost a quintessential American stout at this point in time. Yeah. And honestly, I feel if Boise had a little bigger distribution network, I could see that being on there that is a that is a barrier because um when they put those on there they're not only looking for prime examples of the style they're looking for prime examples of the style that are available as widely in most places (laughs) as widely as they can possibly get you know i mean that being said that being said still can't find uh one of their examples of a cream ale in uh in boise um they include Oh, what was it? Um, they include uh, Old Style, which is not available in Idaho. Okay. Um, uh, I forget what the other one. Genesee. Um, oh. Which also is not available in Idaho and a couple of others. But I know I've seen Genesee in Idaho. Really? Well, we'll have to talk when the next time I'm putting together one of these goddamn uh, uh, BJCP style classes. <laughs> Check Winco. I will, maybe it's not, because I'll have to look at the style guidelines again. But anyway, um, I decided <laughs> to go with, a, I decided to go uh, uh, take a, because uh, we're recording on an off day, so I'm rec- uh, doing something a little bit different. Um, I'm actually drinking a dark and stormy made with a ginger beer brewed by the Boise Fermentation Company. Oh, nice. And so I, uh, the, the ginger beer uh, is by itself super gingery with like nice added spices. Very little sugar, if no sugar, and in it as a cocktail mixer, it's superb. Um, it's not it's not overly sweet. Uh, ginger flavor is is very present. Nice compliment to the dark rum. Uh, Joe, you do good work. <laughs> Glad to see you're drinking the cocktail this time. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it was time because also, uh, yeah, because also because we were recording on an off day, and this was my day with the kiddo. Uh, I forgot to go out and get beer. 
<laughs> but I had a can of this and uh, and some rum. I'm like, let's. Uh, uh, I'll I'll give the BFC a shout out. Nice. Well, it kind of. I mean, let's see. We've both done. You've done rum now. I've done scotch. Uh, we've done beer and coffee. We're crossing off a lot of beverages on this podcast. Soon, I mean, now we just. I need to show up with a bottle of wine. Yeah, let's not get smug. <laughs> oh, now it's happening. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into it. Platform, you done fucked up. News now. Uh, what's the old union saying? Only company the the only companies that get a worker strike are those that deserve it. Uh, this comes from <laughs> Dave Infante at Vine Pair. It was entitled "What the Platform Beer Company Walkout Does and Doesn't Do for Collective Action in Craft Beer." On February twenty seventh. Uh, Jen Trimmer and the rest of her fellow employees at Platform Brewing uh, at their tap house in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, They finally had enough. She and two other uh, employees showed up at work like they would any other day. They posted an open letter to the owner, Justin Carson, on the door, along with a sign that said, The entire Platform Columbus crew has quit. The tap room is closed till further notice. Thank you. And with that, and with that, the entire seven-person crew walked out into that good night, having decided as one that it was better to brave the current job market than spend one more day dealing with the bullshit that they've been dealing with up to this point. The first thing that comes to my mind is how have you fucked up so bad that seven people go, we would rather voluntarily quit our job risk not finding a new job in this market and be homeless um i want to i i really want to uh, stress that part of it as i'm going through this story because i mean think about the worst job you've ever had the worst job you ever had did it cause you and every one of your employees to walk out as one then i'm guessing it wasn't as bad as this place I'm like, yeah, and the fact that they didn't have one person go, mm, you know what, I'll take a paint raise and stay here and put up with this shit. Uh, I mean, or even one or two. I mean, this was this was uh, a, a full-on walkout, and you might be asking, what was happening at this place that would cause seven people to finally go, again, all together, fuck you, we're leaving. Um, well, the le- the open letter they wrote to... Uh, Carson uh, states several issues. Um, some of them arising from the COVID pandemic, including inadequate or ineffective safety measures. Um, they mentioned contact tracing sheets that apparently are used to contact customers if someone at the brewery has tested positive or someone who comes into the brewery has tested positive, except they were allegedly never actually used. And three employees came down with the virus. And the third time, the company didn't tell anyone nor shut anything down or anything. They just kept the they kept things moving as they would any other day. Oh boy! But as bad as that might seem, actually, it would appear that uh, the the COVID pandemic was just the icing on this very tall shit cake. Um, what the what? The the prime uh, uh, thing that seems to be at issue here is that um, they were making uh, 
that they were at the at the tap room. They're making fewer employees do more work for real shit pay. Um, the kitchen staff who are paid hourly uh, and make actually three times as much per hour as wait staff and bartenders had their hours cut. Um, and then in order to keep things moving, bartenders and wait staff actually had to cook food sometimes. For oh the, no! For the the uh, uh, tip uh, 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 wage, the tip pay. minimum wage, yeah. Which, if you work in the service industry, or even if you don't, you should know, is almost nothing. It's basically a uh, we since we legally have to pay you something, uh, we will pay you this measly amount. Otherwise, get out there and hustle for the, tips. I was gonna say the federal tip minimum wage is three dollars and twenty five cents an hour. That is the lowest you have to pay someone if they make tips. Now, if their tips don't add up to get them up to seven twenty five an hour, then they have to pay the difference. But three twenty five an hour. Right. Now, I don't know if where they're at was paying higher or what, but I didn't look into the minimum wage laws in Ohio, but um, I'm gonna go ahead and guess it. It's not great. Um, the 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 letter is a little bit uh, hard to understand in some parts, but apparently they put a movie theater in the Columbus location, okay? Because why why not? A, a movie theater in a tap room during a pandemic. Who among us has not what? contemplated that? <laughs> but like they, actual movie theater, or did they just drop a fucking projector in that bitch? The letter states mentions a movie theater. Take that for what you will. I'm going to guess they had a room, they put a projector up, they put seats down, they called it a day. But I honestly don't know. That's where, um, I have to admit, the letter that the uh, the employees left is a little ambiguous. Um, but the point is, is that they would force uh, um, uh, bar staff, waste staff to leave their station in the front of the house to deal with uh, that taking ticket sales and managing that uh, rather than being in the front of the house, taking care of customers there. Which and course, also not adjusting their wage. And of course, by the way, not making tips. And of course you're, you're running back and forth um, uh, and, you know, doing more work and not seeing shit for it. Right. Also fucking movie theater. Really? Okay. But we'll just, um, I get, what, what I'm trying to say here is, is that platform was basically making servers who make barely anything, uh, run all aspects of the business. And while they were doing that, they weren't making tips. And the reason the platform was doing this was so they could pay someone three twenty five an hour to do all the shit, right? Yeah. And, and also, uh, I just looked it up. Four thirty five <laughs> is the Tip minimum wage in the state of Ohio, according to Google. Four thirty-five an hour, and that way they didn't have to do anything else. And also, apparently, traffic was so slow in the so slow in the tap room that uh, the employees would sometimes make twelve dollars in tips for a seven or eight-hour day. Uh, that was also mentioned in the letter. Now, Shit. let's talk about the black mold problem. <laughs> uh, what? Because it mentions this. It's a bit of an issue. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Pump the brakes here, Turbo. Uh, you're a fucking brewery 
that oh. has to make a product that microbacteria can't get into or else it could spoil the product. So how the fuck do you have black mold? Just wait. I'm sending you some pictures now. Um, I want you to uh, take a look at these pictures I'm sending you. Um, give me your reaction and describe what the fuck you're seeing. By the way, these pictures are going up on our Instagram feed tonight. Um, and you can uh, uh, and uh, take a look at them for yourself. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? There we go. Dude, looking at the fucking fan, it almost looks like someone sprayed texture on it. So these would that'd be the picture of the yeah the the fans in the cooler, um, speckled, all over. Fucking a! How did the health department not shut them down? The uh, I feel like the uh, the creme de la creme is the uh, the final picture the uh, 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 the black mold growing all over a uh, it looks like a twelve pack of platform beer. Who's gonna fucking buy that beer on a fucking shelf? Well, one of the if, things if a brewery, if I ordered a fucking twelve pack and they brought me that, I'd be like, "Bitch, were you spray painting back there?" Um, apparently, one of the things that they mentioned was that that they'd have to wipe these, uh, these, uh, uh, these and the cans down on a regular basis so that they could get them out the door without people going, "Uh, what is this shit all over my, uh, all over my beer?" What the fuck? Um, to me, um, the most telling thing about all of this is this obviously wasn't a stunt to get managers uh, to the table to talk about these issues. And they're, I mean, these three issues are pretty substantial. The black mold is obviously a health problem. I don't know much about black mold, but take a look at these pictures. Again, they're going up on our feed in a, in a little bit. Um, that's that that's a health hazard just waiting to happen um not only for the yeah. employees that have to work in that environment but jesus it's almost enough that you almost worry for the customers um yeah and um not not to mention the seedy ass practice of like of uh forcing someone to uh to to do that kind of to pay someone for as a waiter or a bartender and make them do all sorts of shit now I don't know if they were. They could have been paying them a normal wage that wasn't like a tipped minimum wage or something like that. So that may have helped alleviate some of it, but still not the best practice. True. It's possible, but I'm going to go out on a, on a limb and guess not, but you're right. Uh, it's possible that the, again, the letter did not specify what anybody was making, nor has any of that information, of course, been disclosed. Um, so that is pure speculation, um, but the like I said, the telling thing was this: are they weren't they weren't saying we quit until X de demands are met. Uh, they weren't. This is not a strike. The people, this is the people who quit, peace out. Yeah, literally had have nothing to gain at this point in time and everything to lose uh, as as they're going into the job market. They don't get unemployment as this this is not a this is a voluntary uh, uh, resignation. Some, yeah. Um, and also, people tend to fl uh, frown on whistleblowers, especially in corporate America and what have you. So, um, they don't have a lot to gain other than not having to spend one more day at this shitty place. <laughs> now, 
What was Platform's response? <laughs> Crickets? <laughs> well, I hope you're in the mood to get angry. Oh, <laughs> uh, is a note going to slide under my door again? <laughs> it, it pos- Listen. It... It never ceases to amaze me how... Also, I should probably state that Platform Brewery, we actually mentioned this uh, way back in uh, uh, September of 2019, that Platform was acquired by AB InBev. I thought that logo looked familiar. <laughs> so we actually did talk about them. This is an AB InBev company. So uh, we've got uh, we got a nice corporate response here, and it reads thusly. Uh... Today, Um, of course, finally they fuck up something super serious. Today, February 27th, several employees, all of them, at our Columbus (laughs) Tap Room location abruptly resigned. We take this action extremely seriously, and we are currently gathering more information about the issues that were raised. While we meet with current and former employees to learn, learn more, we are temporarily closing our Columbus Tap Room. Uh, no. Your pissed off employees closed closed the tap room. You didn't do anything. You got no one to step into your moldy hell ditch to open it again. And, and (laughs) you can't be taking it too serious if they've been barking up this tree saying, there's mold. Oh, let's go. Oh, it gets better. Over the last year, our priority has been the health and safety of our employees and our guests. As evidenced by. No, has it. As evidenced by the yeah the black mold nope. pictures. Nope. <laughs> we have we have implemented health and safety protocols that closely follow the CDC and local health authority guidelines. Bullshit. Not including health codes, uh, <laughs> including contact tracing, which you apparently did not use, and proper communication following positive cases. You know, like fucking telling people when one of your kitchen staff had it, that kind of thing. <laughs> Platform was founded in 2014 on the premise that collaboration should be the cornerstone of everything we do. Ooh, this, pr- <laughs> this principle guides us as we brew beer and work to support the communities at our six locations across Ohio. Since day Read one, the fucking room! <laughs> since day one, we have prided ourselves in working together to be the best brewer in the state and supporting our full team that works so hard toward that goal. We are committed to making sure all of our employees know that their feedback will be heard anytime and anywhere. Really? That's the, that is the, the chef's kiss. Like, (laughs) no, no, you're not. I have proof. What it sounds (laughs) like is they just did a corporate buzzword apology fucking word generator. Just had that generate it. They're like, we need a thousand word response. And then. Highlighted it in fucking word and said, "Make this into a paragraph." I mean, it's even better than I don't know why this is such a fucking corporate thing to do to state that your company values are exactly the opposite of a thing you're being accused of. But in this case, it's actually so stupid that it makes my teeth hurt. This is like, um, like, and the fact that you brought up your founding <laughs> principle—that is, collaboration makes, yeah. This is like a security guard, like running up to somebody carrying a TV out of a store yelling, hey, did you pay for that? And the guy's saying, I pride myself in always paying for the merchandise I take out of the store. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you are literally doing the thing. (laughs) 
You're doing the exact opposite. <laughs> I give I give proof you don't give a shit what your employees think. You want to know what it is? They all said fuck you and left. This is not the action all of police. Them. <laughs> yeah, all of them at once, not one or two. And by the way, the GM said fuck you a long time ago, and that was part of the problem. Um, that they had no GM between uh, uh, them and management. So it sounded like these guys were kind of left to manage a tap room. And they finally had enough. And I fucking don't blame them. <laughs> I always say this about Taylor Swift. At some point, you got to look and go, maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> so platform beer, you're Taylor Swift in this scenario. And everyone breaking up with you. Maybe they're not the problem. Maybe you're the problem. Um, they had one. Uh, the, two, the, the end of their statement said, starting on Monday, we'll be scheduling small group conversations with all the employees across locations as an open forum to ask questions so we can address any issues immediately. Red, shut this the shit down. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course... You walk out, we will murder your family. That's what they're saying. <laughs> I... Obviously, this was a well-thought-out, well-constructed uh, response, and it was uh, uh, taken by people on Twitter uh, perfectly uh, acceptable and very supportive. Oh, yeah? No, that's a lie. Hundreds of comments, many of them hilarious. I posted some of my favorites on Twitter. Not one of them was supported. <laughs> not a single one. Not one person said, uh, maybe Platform's got a point. Not a single fuck one. And you know you <laughs> fucked up on beer Twitter? When people literally have cans blowing up on them and post a picture and go, this beer's awesome, I'm going to spend $20 to buy more. And they go, fuck those guys. People on beer Twitter are very forgiving, and you done fucked up. Uh, this, of course, is not... This is this is just a, kind of a, one of the, the latest... and arguably the most explosive of the uh, labor problems facing craft beer uh, before the pandemic. But uh, I think this crisis has really just uh, opened that uh, wound a lot bigger. Um, Anchor, we talked about uh, the beginning of this year, um, became the biggest cra uh, craft union shop a little over a year ago. Um, and they're laughing to the bank right now. I mean, you know, uh, uh, employees at Surly, actually, I think we talked about this too, uh, made an ultimately unsuccessful attempt to unionize. Um, they couldn't mm -hmm. get the votes. But what we're seeing is an industry that has lar that relied largely on passion to get by. Passion for the product, passion for the craft, passion for the community. Um, craft beer is where it is now, um, not because it's immensely profitable. It's because people love what they do. They're passionate about good beer and the camaraderie and the community support that comes with it. Um, that's why people show up to do this job. Trust me. It's not because of the paycheck. <laughs> I was going to say the best asset for a lot of these companies are their employees. Um, but that industry is starting to come of age and that passion can only be taken so far. And you know, this is pretty obviously way past the, uh, the, the that line um i doubt we'll see a widespread movement to unionize brew shops because most of them are extremely small um i think in, i mean a lot of shops uh unionizing would involve three people getting together like uh do we all like tell jeff we need more money 
Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and Jeff sitting at the table. Guys, I'm right here. <laughs> exactly. Um, you can just tell just look at me. <laughs> and I'll and also just like and also um I had to like cash in my daughter's college fund to keep this place going another month, so and she's not that smart. She is not getting a scholarship. I mean, she's going to be working here, uh, uh, waiting tables, if she's lucky. Uh, so, hands in, everybody. <laughs> One, two, three. Life sucks. Let's drink. <laughs> also, if a guy from Wells Fargo comes in, I'm not Jeff. <laughs> that is actually a better sous-saw of, like, most of your craft shops, if I'm being totally honest. Um but I think this is <laughs> I think this is a symptom of broader trends though. I actually do. Um, brewery owners uh, need to understand something. When this industry was founded, it was founded on the rejection of corporate ideals. And it was built by men and women who looked at the products provided by three big companies and said, We can make something better. And any brewery that forgets this and treats their employees like shit to improve the bottom line or treats customers like life support systems for a wallet, uh, they're going to fail because there are already three major corporations doing this. They've done it longer and they do it better than you. <laughs> yep. Uh, the latest from Platform was that they were closing all the tap rooms from March 4th to March 9th to give their some their employees some, and I'm going to quote here from their Twitter account, much-deserved rest and paid time off. Oh, how generous. Also, because it famously takes five days to shake the shit out of your underwear. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this and actually want to support the workers who had the courage to say, Fuck you people and leave. There is actually a GoFundMe page um, um, operating right now. Um, last I checked, they were only a few hundred dollars from their $4,000 goal. Uh, I'll be sharing it to our Twitter and Facebook pages um, uh, tonight. Um, and as always, this is a good time to remind anybody who's listening, go support small independent craft. They're out there. A lot of them are doing it right help Jeff like maybe put a little bit more money in his daughter's college <laughs> Not one day we'll meet this Jeff huh one day we'll meet this Jeff for some reason Jeff is a quite common name in craft beer so <laughs> Matt Matt's a, another common one Matt you could also go Matt yeah help support Matt <laughs> Or Ty, or, well, yeah, Tyler is another or Tyson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help support. Basically, like any '80s, '90s white dude name. Really, yeah. That's we're, but we've, we we that's a that's a discussion for another day. If if a lot of boys were named that in the '80s and '90s, they could be running a brewery right now. Most likely. <laughs> or working in craft well, beer. It, but my point <laughs> is, Jeffs, Tyler's, Tyson's, Matts. They need your help right now, um, and some of them are doing it right. Um, and platform can suck the deepest part of my ass. Um, uh, speaking of asshole breweries, Tyler, you had an update for us. I was gonna say I did see uh, uh, an update uh, on the investigation into harassment allegations at Boulevard Brewing uh, from a Kansas City news source. Uh, they came out the other day 
on March 5th and had a statement from Boulevard that the fine line HR consulting firm uh, had finished its interviews and communicated their insights to the brewery leadership based on their findings as a result of the investigation that we talked about of the claims of harassment. Just what be, was it like a month ago? Uh, about a month ago. We, uh, if you want the entire uh, story, you can find uh, uh, it uh, uh, written out in gory detail on an episode entitled Super Bowl Showdown. And you done fucked up, Boulevard. But long story short, a woman went on Reddit to tell uh, to tell the story of one of the heads of Boulevard basically conducting their own pregnancy inquisition. So, I mean... <laughs> yep. Not good. But again, go back to that episode, get the full story. But So, um, based on what they said on its website, uh, they're going to be taking some immediate steps uh, this next week to... Uh, do employee education training and improve company work environment that will be shared with all employees this next week. So we will also communicate key information here. I'm sure that will be uh, all they need to solve the problem and will not be performative bullshit. Yep. And that statement right there was just about as corporate and douchey as the we value collaboration. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're sorry. We fucked up. Please forget about this. Continue to buy our beer. We're going to have our employees do a training. Go do some fucking stupid like culture retreat where you have to fall back into each other's arms and then act like nothing ever happened. It's not even that. I think uh, 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 one place I worked... Um, it was, they were very, they were like really convoluted about it. They were just like, someone said something to somebody. So you have to watch this video. They wouldn't say who was said, who, who, who said what to whom, but we all had to watch this video and that fixed it because I was a, I was a, a howling racist before that video. And after I saw that video, I wasn't anymore. Um, I was, uh, the video that you don't have to really watch. You can just kind of skip through and take the five question quiz at the end. Uh, and it's like, should you call your coworker a racist name? Yes or no? And you're like, mm, probably not. Uh, and it's like then, good uh, enough. <laughs> before that video, uh, "Birth of a Nation" was my favorite movie. Now I understand why people are offended. <laughs> please don't wow. please take that. Please don't take that audio clip out of context. <laughs> I'm gonna supercut that bitch. <laughs> Performative bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Tyler, uh, tell us a happy story about beer pirates. Well, I it may be happy. I don't know. Happier story about beer pirates? Well, buckle in, you scallywags, because uh, we're going to Buenos Aires. <laughs> <laughs> this has been It's All Beer. We're giving up. <laughs> Man, I can't talk tonight. This is going to be a long one. Well, a couple breweries uh, decided they wanted to make a very unique brew by aging a dark ale 66 feet underwater. Uh, So they built up a whole contraption to uh, encapsulate the barrels that they filled with their dark ale. 
and lock them in and drop them down, and they tied it to a shipwreck. Uh, they had 700 liters, or for those of you using the Freedom units, uh, 185 gallons, which is roughly about six barrels of beer. Um, and it was three local breweries who had brewed this beer to age attached to the sunken ship on the ocean floor. They teamed up with a diving school uh, to keep an eye on it during its month-long barrel aging at the bottom of the ocean. Well, they would go check on it throughout the weeks. Uh, and right when they're getting ready to go down to pull up the barrels, the barrels were missing. Dun, dun, dun. I have so many questions. <laughs> the first of which, the fuck did they think aging beer at the, at the bottom of the ocean was going to accomplish? You know, I think it was more just for some shits and gigs, or maybe with the change in pressure, it might leach more from the barrel. Uh, I'm not completely sure. The article doesn't really get into that. This sounds like brew dogs bullshit. You know, like we we had these barrels juggled by a 60 foot clown while he was hopping on one foot in the North Atlantic, being sailed around by a motor powered with fucking Crisco. Uh, <laughs> why, but so why did you do that? Oh, no, because we're brew dogs. We have yep. literally nothing else to do. We're in Scotland. Because no one's done this before. Direct quote from Juan Pablo Vincent. I mean, nobody's... One of the breweries involved. Nobody smashed their penis with a sledgehammer, but um, I'm not... I don't think that's a good reason not to, to, to do something. So, a little bit about the beer. Um, they had to... They spent several months actually securing permits to affix the barrels to a, an abandoned Soviet-era sh era ship, the cro Chronometer. Uh, it was an 11, 12% dark ale. Um, they lowered the seven barrels of beer into the ocean on November 22nd. Uh, they were going to then, once they pulled it out, blend the beer from the barrels with another beer and if they got their blend down right, they were expecting to be left with about 264 gallons. So I want to say that's like eight barrels of beer. About. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. And they were going to fill it into 2,000 bottles and sell under the name Chronometer, named after the ship. Uh, they were also going to donate the proceeds to a local natural science museum. Um uh, they dove down to check on it on January 19th. Everything looked fine. They returned back a few days later. Uh, the day before the barrels were going to be brought back to dry land, and they were all gone. <laughs> the timing. The timing suggests it was an inside job, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, the day of, and they checked... Day before. Day before. Day before. Uh I mean, that's that's an inside job. Start questioning your staff. <laughs> Who's the beer pirate? It's the guy wearing the eye patch, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, all three brewery owners are very disappointed. 
but also slightly confused because based on the beer needing to be blended to be the final con- the final product most people who would have had the tools or the resources to go steal it probably don't have the beer making skills to um and they said if they stole it for their own consumption they're going to have to throw it away it was a lukewarm gasless liquor that would be very difficult to drink well, um, I mean, well, again, unless it was an inside job, in which case you got somebody who says, hey, listen, you're going to need to carbonate this and maybe not blend it. I, but again, there therein lies the question, what were they going to get out of the bottom of these barrels? Um, was And would it be so totally undrinkable by itself? What is what what flavors are they looking for? I don't know. I and, and The only maybe, thing the article really kind of talks about is they wanted it because it would ferment under pressure. Oh. There are yeasts now that uh, that do ferment under high pressure, but you can do that in a keg, in a sealed keg. You don't have to go to the bottom of the ocean to do that. But, but the novelty. Adorable. Um, again, They're but, suspecting it was just basically an act of vandalism. Where they went down, they broke off those barrels and watched them float the fuck away. I mean, as um, vandalism goes, it's kind of it's kind of shit. If you've got if you've got a boat and a case of beer, and you're looking to start some shit, you also need scuba gear. Um, yeah, because I don't know anyone who's gonna hold their fucking breath and dive down sixty six feet. Fuck that! You have resources. Uh, go back on land and. Buy up, beer? I was gonna say blow up something. I mean, it's just kind of if it is just an act of hey, hey, butthead, we're gonna we're gonna cut these barrels. are gonna float away. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's that do? Uh, no one gets to drink the beer, dumbass. <laughs> but one of the owners says we can't let them win. We have to do it again. Can't let the terrorists win. <laughs> Can't the let beer, the pirates the, win. The beer tourists. <laughs> so, uh, if you know anyone who randomly came into about 185 gallon of lukewarm, about 11% beer, uh, maybe reach out to these breweries. Also, uh, I, I, I'm reminded of like one of the origin stories of IPA. Um, uh, it's probably not true, but it's, you know, it's one of those apocryphal stories was that a shipwrecked, uh, 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 a British ship heading for India, uh, wrecked off the coast of Scotland. I don't know why they're in Scotland. Do the, it's just go listen to the fucking story. They shipwrecked off Scotland, <laughs> um, barrels floated into onto shore. Um, and the, and the Scottish people being fucking Scottish, Drunks. um, <laughs> drank it. And we're immediately in love with this uh, with this new type of beer that just floated onto their shores. I guess what I'm saying is, um, we could be seeing the birth of a style right here. Like some random barrels gonna float up in Brazil, and they're gonna drink it, and it's gonna be a Brazilian dark ale. <laughs> I I would actually be curious if these were just popped off and let float away, where they wash up. Well. 
my knowledge of sea currents aren't great, but I'm guessing actually they head south. No, no, I think they head north. So I think I'm. I think I'm correct. I think they head. I, I think they head into Brazil and the Gulf of Mexico. But I mean, my again, my knowledge of ocean currents is shaky to non-existent. Some Florida man's gonna fucking find this beer. Oh my god, Florida man under with like 200 gallons of 11 percent beer. This is gonna be epic. <laughs> This is gonna but be the he's best. not going to be able to break the barrels out, so he's going to die using an alligator to try to open these. And he's... that's the article we're going to see. Florida man has a lot of meth. He'll figure it out. All right, Tyler, what's next? Well, we're staying on a sea theme here. Uh, and speaking how very, of... How very nautical of you. Very naughty. I know. Call. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Speaking of ocean currents... There's a pair of friends uh, from Australia who got a crash course in those. Uh, Jackson Perry and Noah Palmer had taken an air mattress and a cooler full of beer into the water in front of Palmer's Oceanside House, uh, located just south of Perth on Australia's west coast. I, but I, wanted... think, I think at this point in time, I, if I'm not mistaken, Perth is uh, is is Australia's version of Florida, man. Perth man <laughs> gets stuck Perthman. on Perthman gets stuck on uh, air mattress with a load of beer. <laughs> hey, they were just celebrating. They can finally get fucking Fosters down there. <laughs> You'll find that story. We did that story a couple of, uh, a couple of months back, but nope. I'll tell you this: if they're celebrating that they can get Fosters in Australia, they deserve what they're gonna get. <laughs> well, they in- intended to spend the day relaxing about 50 yards from the shore. With some rum ham. <laughs> rum ham! <laughs> <laughs> but the wind and currents had another plan. Uh, quote, we couldn't paddle against the wind, and we just kept going further and further out. We only aimed to be about 100 meters offshore max. And before we knew it, we were going out to sea. (laughs) Well, they started to panic because the batteries on their phone were dying. uh, As well as they're floating further and further out to sea. And they're running out of beer. (laughs) They're running out of beer. And there's small pinholes in the air mattress, so it's gradually sinking. I mean, you know, uh, because uh, uh, obviously um, a air mattress is a prime uh, uh, is probably not a cold vessel. Probably most useful as a as a open ocean vessel. I believe that's what the Polynesians used to actually (laughs) conquer um, all the islands from uh, Indonesia all the way to uh, Hawaii. Was nothing but air mattresses. Yep. Well, they decided. Time to use what battery we do have, and they called their friend. Would you like to guess his name? <laughs> What's the most uh, uh, stupid Australian name I can think of? Um, You're not going to get it, I can guarantee Okay, it. then just tell me. <laughs> Tex. <laughs> Tex in Perth. <laughs> of course. Had to be a guy named Tex. Is there just like uh, a random Texan that every Australian knows? Probably. Uh, they knew he was about 30 minutes away from their location. Uh, in, in what? <laughs> Texas out just... Wait, Texas on a boat, isn't he? Yes. Texas always well, on a boat. 
No, it, it's better. It gets better. Oh Christ! Uh, so they're at, they're continuing to float. Um, it carried them two and a half miles out into the Indian Ocean. Oh my God. Um, so to stay afloat this whole time, Palmer jumped off the mattress every few minutes and reinflated it manually while the duo waited for help to arrive. So this motherfucker's hopping off, treading water, blowing up the fucking air mattress, hopping back on, a couple minutes later, hopping back, and what's, repeating. What's his, what's his friend doing? Just like... She's I'm doing my- what Rose did in the Titanic. She's like, there's not enough room for both of us. I might. You're doing a great job there. Just keep blowing that uh, keep blowing that dinghy. We're doing great. That's my Australian Dump accent. out the fucking cooler. <laughs> Dump out the cooler. He's just sitting Into on the, the ocean. <laughs> close that lid. And that's a flotation device, motherfucker. Did you just... Did you just advocate to, that Australians dump out beer? True. Uh, well, chug them. Uh, <laughs> so they drifted for three hours. Tex finally arrives on a jet ski of all things to rescue his friends. That is the most American thing I have heard. <laughs> Oi, Texas here to save us. No, no, no. Hey there, guys. Heard you had a bit of trouble. Get on my jet ski. So if you notice the article I sent you, Jeremy, the cover photo is them floating on that air mattress taken from Texas perspective, and you can see the jet ski in that photo. Give me one. Actually, oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't notice that. Well, luckily, he brought a volunteer team of rescuers with him uh, that were able to pick up Perry and Palmer and get them to shore. I'm also, all right, I, I, I also have, I have so many questions, but among them are, all right, Texas out in the open ocean on his jet ski as Texas. So I think Tex lives up the coast a little. And uh, so as okay. they're floating away, they called Call, him and call were like, text, this text. is the way we're floating. Text has it. Jesus, the fact that he actually found them is kind of amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, even with like, uh, with the directions they would have had to have, which are pretty much, uh, we're going a little bit northy now. Uh, winds <laughs> blowing westy. Uh, so <laughs> we about... So, Five clicks to the <laughs> water. Uh, <laughs> they were apparently I'm asked never if they be had in any, again. <laughs> if they had any advice to other people who enjoyed drinking and floating on air mattresses, and their one piece of advice: check the wind ca- forecast before anything, and also uh, take Texas number with you. <laughs> yep, and you know. <laughs> Uh, other than that, we had a pretty good time. Express no regret for getting lost at sea and having to self-inflate that motherfucker. Was that the guy who was inflating or the guy sitting on the raft going, you're doing a great job, Mike. <laughs> that this was is the a guy great... who was hopping his ass into the water. This is a great trip. <laughs> I don't know why that's the part that fascinates me, but that is the part that's like... He's, he's like something going, I got this lung condition. 
<laughs> but you're doing great. You need another beer? You gonna drink that? Here, you don't want to go to waste. So these are flotation devices. Like if these, if this raft goes under, we'll use the beer cans. I'm saving our lives. I really am. Keep keep blowing though. <laughs> Fosters. <laughs> Australian for life jacket. Oh my god. <laughs> that the is part that gets me is Tex shows up on a fucking jet ski. That is the that that is the chef's kiss moment of that. That is. I uh, can only imagine. Uh, Tex looks like Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> on his jet ski, just fucking mobbing through the ocean. Well, what do we got next, Jeremy? I thought we'd finish off with a bit of good news again. I, th I think I'm gonna make it a thing. Uh, breweries that aren't assholes news now. <laughs> I. Did want, I actually want to talk about this last leak, but uh, uh, last leak, last leak, last leak, uh, last week, uh, but it's a little late, but it still works. Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, as you might have heard, it was, I think it hit a couple of news uh, outlets. Um, all hell broke loose in Texas. Um, yeah, it was a little cold, wasn't it? Uh, it was a, a tad bit nipply. Um, <laughs> a deep freeze basically shut down their power and in. In an attempt to keep their pipes from freezing, Texans let water run in their houses to the point where the whole system lost pressure, possibly contaminated the water supply. Millions of homes ended up with bad <laughs> orders, even uh, and while they even while a lot of them were unable to boil water because some stoves require electricity. Um, natural gas, um, and so. While a certain state senator fucked off to Mexico, it was up to the craft beer industry in Texas. Um, and they stood up in a big bad way to make sure uh, that their communities uh, had safe water to drink. Um, I found a couple of articles, uh, uh, one from the text uh, for the Houston Chronicle uh, by Eber Balter and uh, Jeremy Halleck at the uh, uh, Dallas Morning News. Um, the thing about breweries is that good beer comes from good water. And... Municipal water supplies, although while sometimes being good enough for most things, usually have to be treated uh, in order to provide suitable water for uh, for brewing. Um, uh, either they have to uh, uh, be filtered for um, for uh, chlorine uh, to avoid off flavors, or uh, a lot of them, um, including Equal Parts Brewing out of uh, Houston, Texas, they actually make and store their own uh, uh, reverse osmosis water. Um, Equal Parts actually stores around 2,000 or 3,000 gallons of reverse osmosis water at uh, any given time. Um, and then when um, the Houston area was under a boil order, um, Equal Parts... Um, along with many other breweries, including uh, True Anomaly um, in the eastern downtown area, uh, Bakefish Brewing in Pierland, um, and uh, and Spindle Tap, um, all of them opened their doors um, to anybody uh, who needed water. Just uh, bring bring whatever container you need, uh, and we'll fill it up from our stores. Like I said, Equal Parts used reverse osmosis. A lot of them have had. A lot of them had filter water. Some of them were outside the uh, uh, the 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 boil area, um, and it wasn't just it wasn't just uh, 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 Houston. Um, up in northern Texas, um, uh, Cowtown Brewing um, in the uh, Fort Worth area uh, did the same thing. Um, they were lucky. They were in a in a 
in a no boil zone. So they were able to basically turn on their faucets and, uh, and fill, uh, and fill anybody's, uh, uh, container Panther Island brewing in Fort Worth, uh, uh, <clears throat> filled up filter water, hop fusion out of Fort Worth, uh, funky picnic, um, and wild acre brewing out of, um, uh, out of the same area. Um, out in uh, Denton, Denton County Brewing Company, um, uh, buckets, coolers, uh, whatever people brought with filtered water from uh, two gigantic storage tanks. And they also distributed $4,000 worth of bottled water um, that uh, local businesses and community members put together. Um, also in, uh, Den- in Denton, uh, Armadillo Ale Works um, and uh, Oak Highlands Brewing. Um, I mean, really, this was... As you kind of read some of these stories, it really is a it really is a uh, uh, a a heartwarming uh, 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 example of an entire industry helping a community um, and craft beer at their at its best. You know, a is a is mm-hmm. a method of community outreach. So, I and I know uh, like Oscar Blues in Austin as well as Austin Beer Works. Um, we're both doing that in Austin because I have a f- couple friends who live in Austin. And so I tagged them in Oscar blueses and sent them over the Austin beer works because I knew I was watching their social media post, and like, luckily they had a fireplace in their house. So they had heat at least for the house. And, but they were filling up coolers with the snow from their yard to try to keep as much water as they could in the house so yeah that's just a i mean i'm sure that's just a a uh a a a small about i mean that's just houston dallas and the denton area uh uh, reports that i read had this happening all over uh, uh texas and actually it's still going on there are some places in texas still without water and uh and still there are breweries in uh in in texas that uh um that uh, are opening their doors to you know to provide water to anyone who needs it, um, and actually, there if you uh, um, uh, Google still has a map of all the breweries. I mean, this is uh, that's how big this thing got. Is that, that is awesome? Is that it just became a thing? Like all the breweries just said, "Look, we all have water systems, you know, and so long as we're as we we have some way treated, um, we can do this mm-hmm. thing." Um, or at the worst, they have kettles big enough to boil hundreds of gallons at a time. Correct. Um, and uh, and so there was, and so this was happening all over the state. There was just this one industry in a unique position to help millions of people, and again, they still are. There's uh, uh, um, there's still uh, a Google Maps showing where you can pick up uh, clean water if you need it in Texas, um, and that was just. Uh, actually, and I first uh, heard that story. Um, uh, Brandy Smith, who I follow on uh, on on Facebook, uh, remarkable reporter in the Houston area. She was the first one that uh, it was like in the middle of the thing. She mentioned um, a couple of these breweries saying, "If you need water, go to these. Uh, go down here." Um, Sweet. So, um, so it just. I think it's just a nice, uh, uh, a nice thing to uh, to uh, 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 to end with. Um, we lately we've had, we've focused on a lot of breweries who are doing shittily. Shitty. Um, these are the ones that are, are really showing what craft beer is all about, and, and what it's always been about. Exactly. So 
well, you know, hats off to them. And uh, Texas, fix your shit. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> do you have anything else today? Nope, that is it. I actually have one thing to uh, before we uh, take off. Uh, I got something on uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, Will Sinclair, a fan of the show and actually a member of the Brewnomics podcast. Um, he reached out to us uh, about the, uh, uh, the MGD story we did last week. It turns yeah. out that there is no distressed font. The picture that uh, MGD used for their press release and the uh, and the picture provided to the news source that uh, you used, the, there's nothing wrong with the font because pictures of the packaging coming out show a nice, clean font that very clearly say Miller Genuine Draft. Genuine Draft. What you saw was a very poorly placed um, uh, droplet of condensation. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Fair so, enough. It, so you, I mean, I looked at the two pictures. You go, okay, no, it looks like it's the font, but you look again, and it's like, okay, no, um, uh, actually, that's just that's just the picture that they took when they did the press release, um, and but uh, again, in that picture, in that press release, it does look a bit like Miller Genuine Craft, but. Yep. Unless I believe, unless you are are, are of the opinion that um, uh, AB InBev is in league with the moisture content of the atmosphere, um, hey, that's Molson Coors, not AB InBev. <laughs> that's how insidious they are, Tyler. That's hey, and you can add moisture to cans in Photoshop, motherfucker. <laughs> that's how AB InBev gets you. See, they were trying to discredit Molson Coors, um, and then they're going to elect. Uh, the proper president in a few months. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> well, thanks for that info, Will. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, listening and pointing that out to us. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, if you also wa- want to point out our glaring errors on Twitter, you can certainly do that. Uh, we're on uh, at it's all beer one. That's where we put all of our. Uh, our, uh, all the stories we use to, uh, to put the show together. Uh, we have Instagram and Facebook uh, where I put uh, story links and pictures, including some, some really awful black mold pictures that you, that you can all enjoy as much as Tyler and me have. Just have that. Uh, <laughs> have that uh, warm the cockles of your heart. Uh, uh, and you can follow us at It's All Beer. Um, and you can get a hold of us on via email. It's all beer at gmail.com. And if you are so inclined, if you like what we're doing, there are probably places you can uh, give us a rating. Uh, do that. I, every once in a while, we get a good one, and it uh, it, it makes us realize that uh, people are actually listening, and it's not just me and Tyler <laughs> bullshitting. But even if it was, you know what? Fuck it. Same show. <laughs> Literally, if I could probably erase this episode, and, and Tyler would never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd just be it's like, hey, where are you? no one's mentioned the episode lately. Like, uh, they're here somewhere. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, forgot to post that. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be quite enough from us. Uh, we're off next week. Tyler has shit to do, but until then, uh, I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm gonna have a drink of beer. I have shit to do.